Greetings, everyone, and thank you for coming in to Candidly Single Mom. I am your girl, Janine, and you know, I'm always excited every time I have a guest on and we have a chance to talk all things single parenthood. So for today, I have Dr. Patrice Martin. Um, She is here, and I'll just give you a little bit of a background. We actually went to Kingdom School of Ministry under Dr. Cindy Trim. 2015. Yes, that has been some time ago, but um, I remember us sitting at one day at lunch and we just had the best conversation. And as with anything that we do um, with the School of Ministry, it's like we're family. So I've known you since then. So I'm so excited to have you on, Patrice. Um, If you want to say hello and just introduce yourself and we'll kind of go ahead and get started. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Janine, for even thinking enough of me to invite me on to share with your audience. I am elated. Uh, I am Dr. Patrice Martin, and it's so interesting. I began to reflect on how did we actually connect, and you're right. It was actually in 2015, and and you would think that's ages and ages ago, but it's so funny now that I reflect on it. You were working in ministry, learning. She was actually <laughs> audience. She may not, she may not to her own homework, but she was the valedictorian oh. of our class, right? So she did. I know she never says that. She never takes credit, but I mean, you know, you want to give yeah. credit where credit is due and she worked really hard and uh, it's amazing to see her matriculation from 2015. And then we reconnected in 2018. Yes. I don't know if you recall, it was at the end of the end year of Strong Summit with Dr. Cindy Trim, uh, and I attended at that time, and she was actually a part of a ministry team and working in that capacity, so it's just amazing how we continue to connect, and going through that experience, it's almost, it just feels lifelong friendships. Uh, I must admit several of them that I still interact with, still Facebook friends with, and and, and value and and kind of watch them as they've gone through their various journeys and experiences in ministry and in the marketplace. So it's really exciting to reconnect with you. And I, I too, remember that conversation that we had in 2015 and sitting down uh, and having Mm -hmm. some really, really great conversations. And I can remember that day. Uh, So obviously you left a lasting impression. So I'm super excited to join you today. Uh, A little bit about myself. I am uh, an educator. I've been in education for 25 years. I've been a classroom teacher. Matter of fact, worked at post-secondary initially and then transitioned to classroom teacher. Also served at district level in a few districts. I've been a principal, uh, worked for a, a nonprofit institution in supporting all things teacher evaluation uh, and supporting superintendents and principals in how to uh, effectively evaluate and support and coach through the growth model of the team rubric. And uh, I then transitioned to working for the State Department as the director of core office. And essentially what that was, we were the arms and legs and the academic uh, component of the Department of Education, uh, working and supporting 21 districts 
uh, across the southwest region in the state of Tennessee. So uh, essentially over 250,000 students, um, multiple, multiple schools, and it was really fun in leading a team uh, to create meaningful change uh, across districts and essentially with children. And I have just recently, I don't know if I shared this with you, have just wow. taken on a new position. Uh, I'm actually back at the district that I, I kind of really started my career in my hometown. And it's super cool because it's a brand new role. Uh, I actually serve as director of priority schools. Uh, and it's super cool because it's an opportunity to work with those schools that have, like, right on the cusp of changing outcomes through the lens of continuous improvement. And essentially what we do is, again, supporting those schools and ensuring that our students mm -hmm. are getting the absolute best uh, that they deserve uh, in academic achievement and support and working with those leaders. Uh, and I, uh, along with the academic team at the district, we work really closely to ensure students have what we need. So that's my, uh, yes. that's my marketplace career. Uh, but I also serve as team pastor here at, uh, at the Bridge Church. It's a local uh, mm -hmm. assembly here in Jackson, Tennessee. We actually uh, have worship services on the campus of Union University here in Jackson. We've been actually celebrating oh, our, our eighth year anniversary. Uh, so we've been going strong. Interestingly enough, uh, uh, Dr. Cindy Trim, of course, she serves in many capacities and flows in many veins, but she's a prophetic as well. Uh, so as I was even in the Canaan Street ministry, she spoke things over my life and would have never thought in a million years that I would land <laughs> as a team pastor. But that's how I've served. Of course, I've served in ministry for over 30, 35 years in music. Uh, but the Lord just opened up spaces and places for me. It was not an aspiration, but we know that his plans for us are to prosper us and bring us into an expected end. So we know uh, that was divinely orchestrated. So everything in the marketplace and in ministry, I believe, for me has been divinely orchestrated. Um, I have three children. And I love telling this story. I have three children. I have a, a third. My, my boys are, are older. My oldest son is 31. My uh, youngest son is 27. And, drum roll, I have a five-year-old. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I really, it, it's been an experience because I really prayed to the Lord and said, I want a girl. I wanted a girl. I want a girl. And I wanted a girl 20 years ago. And the Lord said, no. In my own timing, so uh, we, uh, my my husband and I, at the time, we were really you know, fine with, uh, you know, have his he has his older children and my bonus children. I love them uh, with my whole heart, and then I also have my um, uh, my children, and we were fine with having both of our children and being a blended family. It works for us. And we were fine with that, but then the Lord just blessed us with a five-year, blessed us with a with a daughter. So we have a five-year-old, and it's been amazing uh, being a part of her journey and her arriving on this earth. So yeah, I actually am um, really have a unique situation, but I'm blessed. So that's a little bit of a background uh, about me. So I just want to share. Um, my work experience, the ministry uh, work, so it's in and motherhood, so juggling multiple hats. But that's what we do as as women. Really sought the Lord, of course, with uh, when I was 
I had children. I, I never really had a plan on how many children I wanted to have, but having two boys, uh, actually I thought my second son was going to be a girl. So I was like, oh, I really wanted a girl, I really wanted a girl, didn't have a girl. I was fine with that. And then I met my husband. He has a daughter um, and a son and, and another daughter. So we all just kind of became a blended family. We were completely fine with that. And um, lo and behold, we found out in in March of 2016, uh, April of 2016, yeah, that we were expecting. And then to find out the icing on the cake that it's a girl. Uh, so the Lord really blessed us, and I, I really we've we've been on a really an experience and a journey that has been amazing. She has uh, given me a new joy and a new purpose, and she keeps me young. So yeah. uh, imagine having a five-year-old later in life, but um, I'm thankful that, you know, uh, my concern also was, you know, how they often say we were having children at an older age, you know, they called it, unfortunately, geriatric pregnancy. Yeah. Uh, so all throughout my pregnancy, I prayed over her, sought the Lord to ensure that she was healthy, and oh boy, was she not. So she came out perfect. Yeah. She came out perfect. So I'm blessed. Uh, and matter of fact, she was able to be tested into kindergarten early. So she started kindergarten a little sooner than most. Uh, but we, we are we are fortunate. So I'm, I'm blessed. That's my journey. I love it. I love it. And I yeah. know we connected uh, back in 2015 and we had the conversation about marriage and um, then, you know, you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were single. Were you single at the time in 2015? You were, were you married at the time? Okay. I was married. You, it was, it, it's interesting because I uh, got married uh, February 17, 2012. And uh, it was interesting. He um, uh, had all, my husband always has been a supportive of anything that I aspire to. Uh, which I loved about him and he pushed me to say hey that's something I wanted to do and you know he supported me in that so I now that was the experience in 2012 mm -hmm. you know when I when you saw me in 2018 um, you know things were different things had transitioned right. at that time but yes when we met yes I, I was married at the time. Right, right. Because you were yeah. encouraging me because we were having that conversation about being a single mom. And, um, you know, after yes. for me, it was after divorce, being a single mom and desiring marriage. And we were sitting yes. having that conversation. But then, you know, let's move forward to 2018. Um, yeah. You know, you were at a place where you were back in single motherhood. So talk Absolutely. about that. Talk about... Um, that part of your journey yeah well let me let me go back if you don't mind mm -hmm. to talk about the journey um, before so uh, I have been uh, actually single mom times two mm -hmm. um, so that's how our conversation was generated in 2015 is I have been a single mom I actually um, recognizing the fact that going through a divorce with two young boys mm -hmm. and and making sure that that was uh, an experience that my children didn't have to uh, experience a really negative experience, but they definitely uh, it was a transition for us and and for me recognizing that you know I was married for like five six seven years mm -hmm. and what found I found interesting I ended up 
uh, going through a divorce. It was just we were young, um, just lack of maturity, just to be mm -hmm. transparent. Mm -hmm. uh, but I knew if I were to get married again, I wanted to make sure this was something that I uh, was mature enough to handle, uh, that I will be able to take on that responsibility. Um, and recognizing the fact that you know being being young and going through that whole experience, I wanted the experience to be right. So I actually was single for fourteen years. Yeah, wow. Um, so, and it it was an experience um, uh, and a journey that I had to go through and process. Like you know, it's easy for us to point the finger at the other person, right. but we really have to be very intentional of doing some self-assessments to determine what led you to this place. Like, what is the root cause as to why you led, landed where you landed? Mm -hmm. For me, I recognized I was young, uh, recognizing that I really wanted to prove my parents wrong. They were like, okay, you're gonna get married and you're not gonna stay. And I was like, I, I really wanted it. My heart and passion was no one gets married for uh, the mindset of then going through a divorce. Uh, but that is the experience that I had. And uh, interestingly enough, I went through that entire journey raising two boys. And that, and one thing I can say, and Janine, you can relate to this, mm -hmm. raising two boys as a single parent is a really interesting experience because you desire to ensure that they have uh, the really strong role models, male role models in their lives. Um, and making sure that you know they don't miss out. So I was one of the moms that enrolled them in a little bit of everything in karate and basketball right. and all those things that kept them active and engaged. Um, so that was I was that mom, right? And then you know working multiple jobs uh, to ensure that financially there was not a struggle there. And we were awesomely blessed in that area. So that was my journey as a single parent the first time. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, when we saw each other in December of 2018, interestingly enough, my trend, my my second husband uh, through my through my second marriage had actually um, just transitioned one month prior to us seeing each other again. Right. So he transitioned in November of, of 2018, um, and it was. Uh, really a raw time for me when you saw me it was really mm -hmm. um, I, you know he was like my true love um, he was my uh, supporter he was uh, an advocate he um, loved all things family uh, just a really really strong man that I admired and respected uh, wholeheartedly and loved, loved uh, to the fullest and to lose him uh, really was traumatic for me. And I needed to go and be amongst other believers mm -hmm. um, and to kind of get my, uh, be in a space where I could process what has happened. Um, so that was a whirlwind for me. Bear in mind, remember, you know, we found out we were expecting in 2016. Uh, and then a month after I found out we were expecting, we found out that he had um, cancer, he had leukemia. Mm. So uh, that whole experience really threw me in a tailspin. We thought we were headed in the right uh, direction with his treatments, and then things took a turn. 
Um, so it was a really scary moment for me. And, and, you know, by this time, my children, my boys were adults. Right. But my daughter was just two. Right, right. Uh, and that was also um, a really uh, scary place to be because, you know, we were really a, a couple that was attached at the hip. Most of the time when you saw him, you saw me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even through his sickness, when you saw him, you saw me. Uh, we were just together. We were ecstatic about us having, even though it was our unexpected blessing, and that's what I call her, our unexpected blessing. Mm-hmm. But to have our daughter, uh, it just made us even closer. And then to not have him was uh, a traumatic experience. So um, I just was really adamant about, I don't want to be single again. I didn't want to be single again. This was really, you know, he and I had established that we were going to grow old together. We'll be sitting on the back porch, rocking in our rocking chairs and doing our thing. And then to have this abrupt change in our lives and change uh, in what our future was going to be was really interesting. So then shifting to your raising, um, you've you've raised two boys, but now you're raising a two-year-old girl by yourself. Right. And um, I'm thankful because I do have a tribe uh, that encompasses my family. Mm -hmm. My family has been my backbone, my parents and my sisters. Because recognizing the fact and uh, there, in a lot of ways, prior to his transition, I was a single parent because he was in the hospital right. quite often. Uh, we were commuting quite often. You know, I was staying uh, with at the hospital and, and at uh, the apartment locations with him for an extended period of time. But I was really living mm-hmm. as a single parent because mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, and no fault of his own, just having to deal with his illness. So... Uh, that was one shift, but then when he transitioned fully, it, it was a whirlwind for me. So trying to settle into the fact that, you know, um, you had an idea of what your life would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then having to now say and readjust to say, okay, this is not what you had planned, but what are you going to do about it? Right. Um, it was. It would be easy. It would have been easy for me to kind of like really regress and kind of ball up and then kind of become isolated. Um, and I had my moments, and I don't want to say that that, that didn't happen. Right. But I really had to say, uh, and the Lord does all things well, I had, he had to give me her, uh, my daughter to help me then process this singleness. Um, so she was my motivation mm-hmm. for not balling up, uh, you know, not becoming isolated, not becoming, you know, so uh, removed from my reality. Mm-hmm. Um, am I still dealing with the transition even now? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's definitely a different experience now than compared to when it actually happened. So now it's the day-to-day interactions of me having to deal with the grief of losing him, Mm -hmm. but it's also day-to-day interactions and me having to have conversations with my daughter about her not having a dad. Right. When um, So the struggle is, you know, and I'm very intentional about keeping, 
you know, pictures uh, up. I'm very intentional about having conversations because I want her to keep that memory alive. So that those teachable moments, uh, when she asks those probing questions, uh, as a single parent, I have to be present in that moment right. and be um, strong to be able to have those conversations. So I have to embrace where I am. Is it is it what I had envisioned? No, but I'm embracing it because I have to, as a believer, we know that God takes us through various experiences in our life, but he also is there with us. He says he never leave us or forsake right. us. So, and because of that, uh, I, that's been my strength as well. Uh, so this whole being a single parent times two has really been a process for me, um, but I've had to embrace it because it is my reality. Right. Wow, what an amazing conversation that we are having with Patrice so far. Her talking about her experience of being a single mom twice over. And so I wanted to say to everyone, thank you for listening in to part one of the interview with Dr. Patrice Martin. Part two is going to launch next week. You don't want to miss it. We're going to continue with this conversation about her being able to parent while healing um, after the death of her husband. And of course, we'll talk about some additional things as well. So again, thank you all for listening wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is in the world. uh, Thank you. And we will be back again next week with part two with Dr. Patrice. (laughs) 